Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and our friend and Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, kind enough to join us on the heels of the Blues 4 nothing win over Minnesota last night. They play the Wild in their regular season finale tonight. JR, how you doing? Just full of kindness, uh, no kindness here. Just looking forward to every Thursday to talking to you guys. Uh, we always like talking to you, and we do appreciate that. All right, let's, before we get to who you would rather the Blues see in the playoffs, several weeks ago you did a piece, you interviewed Bob Hartley, uh, and had some great insight on Clem Costin. Last night you got a chance to see Clem Costin. Uh, didn't have a shot on goal, did have a half a dozen hits, though. Do you think Costin plays any sort of a role for the Blues in the playoffs? Yeah, we'll see. You know, the Blues are going to find out uh, which injured guys they're going to get back. You know, you have a chance to get uh, Tarasenko back, Sammy Blay. Uh, Craig Bruby said there was a possibility for those guys, along with Vince Dunn, to play tonight. So we'll just have to see uh, if they're healthy. But uh, with these last two games kind of meaningless, they wanted to see what they had in Clem Costin, guys. And, you know, last night he gets on the ice and makes a play on the wall to keep the puck in the zone. And I think he whiffed on the shot, and I tweeted that if – if that shot goes in and Clem Costin scores 10 seconds into his return to the Blues, I think uh, Blues Twitter would have exploded. Uh, but uh, overall, a pretty good game for him. You know, 13 minutes, he led the team in, in hits with six. It was pretty obvious that they uh, said, go out there and be physical, play north-south, and he did that. I would expect that he'd play tonight. Again, that's depending on what the injury situation is. And then they'll have to make some decisions based on health, who's available, and uh, what they think Clem Costin can do in the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, JR, the Blues still waiting to find out who their first-round opponent will be. Which team do you think is a better matchup for the Blues, Colorado or Vegas? Yeah, it's it's the pick-your-poison. It really is, and I know that's what Blues fans have been going through in their minds for the past uh, few days as this has uh, shaped up. I personally think that uh, Colorado is probably the better matchup. The Blues have played a lot of close games against them. I realize the Avs ran off a string of five straight wins over the Blues uh, during the regular season, but the Blues have played well against them lately. And, and a number of those games, even though the Blues lost them, were one-goal games. And I think the stat, you know, I'd have to retrieve it here, uh, but I think the Blues outscored them 5-on-5, five five, something like 15-13. to 13. The power play is where the Avs really got the Blues, but the Blues' penalty kill has been better lately. And I think Nathan McKinnon, eight of his 14 points against the Blues, that's a lot of points in, in eight games, but uh, eight of them came on the power play, as I touched on. So if the Blues can kind of work on that PK and, and do a little better than they did in the regular season, against the uh, Avs power play, I think they'd be in okay shape. And JR, even though the Avalanche are pretty big, they don't play as heavy as Vegas does, do they? I don't think so, uh, but but I'll touch on the Avs in a second. But uh, to me, Vegas just comes at you in, in waves, and uh, they are bigger. I, you know, I think the wingers are bigger. They get in on the forecheck, and, and, and they play that style. With the Avs, they have all that skill up front. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, by the way, didn't play last night, won't play again uh, tonight. Uh, but the Blues have done a really good job against the Avs' top six. It's the bottom six that I think have burned the uh, the Blues a little bit. And you look at that game last night, uh, Colorado, they score six goals. And I think four of the six, including the hat trick from Comfer, 
were from the bottom six. And, and so uh, they're strong there. And I think that's where if the Blues get into a series against Colorado, they're going to have to either minimize that damage that those guys have been doing to teams, or the Blues are going to have to get some production from their own bottom six. It'll seem just like a lot of playoff series where those top couple units cancel each other out. JR, on Monday night, um, Justin Falk got the overtime winner and the Blues win over the Kings, and he's had a really strong season. His his first season here in St. Louis wasn't everything that I think he or the fans expected it to be, but he's been really impressive this year for the Blues, and I'm wondering how important he could be for their playoff success. Yeah, I think when I was writing my story uh, yesterday, looking at back at this regular season, I probably needed you, Megan, mind to help me out there. I was trying to think of a St. Louis professional athlete who just in one season turned around the performance so dramatically and turned around the perception of uh, what fans thought about him in St. Louis. So, Randy, you, know, you can chime in there. But I'm going to go with Oscar uh, Sundquist. Oscar Sundquist is a good one, yeah. And, and uh, you know, he comes over from Pittsburgh and, and didn't look very good and kind of took a while to, to find his place with this lineup. Uh, but to me, Oscar Sundquist's uh, most dramatic turnaround I've seen with any Blues player uh, over the years just because you didn't think he was going to amount to anything, and he did. But with Justin Falk, he comes over with way higher expectations Definitely. than Oscar Sundquist and just, just didn't fit, and we all know why. There really wasn't that role for him on this team. But now this year, Michelle, with a role, uh, he, he's really grabbed it. And you can say there was a lull in the middle of the season with Justin Falk, but we have to keep in mind he's playing 24 minutes a night. There's no Colton Pareko in the lineup. Alex Petrangelo is gone. He had to take on a lot more uh, responsibility defensively, and I think that probably took away from the offense. Uh, but I think he's had a terrific season. Jr. Does Bennington play tonight? You think? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Now, Huso played great last night. Obviously, the shutout Blues' first shutout of the season. I think that the Blues are going to have three days off, Randy. It looks like that series might get going on Monday, and uh, with Bennington not playing last night, I think you'd try to get him uh, some action tonight before they go on this break. And. Uh, Michelle brought up uh, Justin Falk. Defensively, uh, it seems like, just because of his experience, it would be a benefit for the Blues to get done back. But we spent a lot of the season lamenting the fact that the Blues had lost Bo Meester and Petrangelo. And you and I have talked a lot about the Blues having a guy like Mikola. Mikola, to me, looks like he's ready to go and play in the playoffs. I think he looks great. I thought he looked uh, terrific when he first uh, get, started getting some ice time at the start of the year. Really physical. And then I think he went through a period himself where, uh, you know, he was caught flat-footed a little bit, wasn't playing as physical, and then found himself uh, a healthy stretch. And Jake Wallman stepped in there and ran with it. But since then, uh, Mikola's back in there and, and playing exactly like you said. And now they have a situation with Wallman where he tested positive. So, you know, it could be a week or two before we see Jake Wallman again. But as you touched on, uh, Vince Dunn could be back in the lineup tonight. And I suspect that if he's healthy, if he's deemed available to uh, play in the place in the, in the postseason, that's who we would see. But I don't think they'd hesitate to somehow find a way to get Mikola in there if they felt like uh, that physicality was necessary. Jared, when we're making the list of players that can put the team on their back and, and take over a game and propel the Blues to a postseason victory, you're thinking about Schwartz, you're thinking about O'Reilly. You get to a bunch of names before you get to Vladimir Tarasenko. Do you think that he's capable of doing that for this team at this point? At this point, I'd have to see it. I don't know that I could go into a playoff series against Colorado, let's say, starting Monday and say, you know, count on Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, like we saw him in that 2018-19 postseason. You look back, his point total, pretty impressive goal total. Um, but, no, as I go into a playoff series knowing that he's got, what, four goals in his 
uh, you know, 20 something games this season. And not only is he coming back from the, the shoulder, but now he's had this lower body injury where he's missed four or five games. You know, it's not just the lack of goal scoring that we saw when he was in the lineup, you know, but his, his shots are down. I think he's about uh, 2.4 a game, which was uh, a lot less than, than the prior full season that he played. So there just aren't the opportunities that he's creating. And so I, I just don't see it until uh, until you get in there and, and see how he looks now coming back from this other injury uh, to see if he's going to be one of those guys that you can really count on. All right, JR, I'm going to put on my blues-colored glasses, and I'm going to <laughs> predict that Colorado wins tonight. And I have a question for you, and I don't know if you can answer it, but I want you to give me a positive answer on it anyway. <laughs> we know that the playoffs are a completely different animal than the regular season. That being said, the Golden Knights this year went 3-4-1 and one against Minnesota. Could Minnesota, who the Blues have handled with relative ease, could Minnesota knock Vegas out of the playoffs? I think they could, and and you're right. That record is is pretty eye opening when you see how Minnesota handled uh, Vegas. You know, I think the Blues they're five one and one. I think against uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. this year with this last game tonight. You know, I don't think the Blues have seen the best of this Minnesota team. They're they're really good, and so yeah, if it shakes out tonight, Colorado. I get to the win. Blue see them in the first round. We, we touched on that series. Uh, even though I favor Colorado, you know, I don't put it past the Blues to be able to, you know, potentially win that series. And then do you, do you see Minnesota in the second round? I really do think that that's a possibility. I think that that team, that Minnesota team, they're going to wake up a little bit uh, once they get into the postseason. And I think once, if they see the Golden Knights on the other side, they're going to feel pretty good about it. Looking forward to it. The playoffs are always great. JR, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. You guys, too. Thanks a lot. See you. That's our friend Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.